Last week, we started a brand new series, and it is called Erased. Erased. What is this series all about? It's all about the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, right? You know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And yet the Holy Spirit seems to have been erased from our personal lives. It's been erased from our church services, erased from so much of what we do in and out of our regular lives, but also in our corporate gatherings and all these different kinds of things. So last week we looked at why we neglect the Holy Spirit. Why do we do this? Why do we neglect the Holy Spirit so often? And, and, and maybe is there a reason why we do that? But we looked at why it's important to not do that, that the Holy Spirit has so many benefits for us in our life. But also the fact that, listen, this is not just some random person, okay? This is God, the same as Jesus, the same as the Father. This is God that we are serving here. We need to make sure we're not neglecting one person of the Trinity. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. But this week, we're gonna look at the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Last week, I talked a little bit about the personhood of the Holy Spirit, but we also are gonna look at, hey, what does the Holy Spirit do? Last week, we, we looked at a few things, just kind of some basic things, that the Holy Spirit is our comforter, right? We talked about, oh, you're getting that comforter at night after a long day, it feels good, right? The Holy Spirit is your comforter. But the Holy Spirit is also your counselor. He's your advocate, he's your guide, right? That word is uh, parakletos, and it's, it means all of those different things. And so comforter, guide, counselor, all these things, and so he's going to guide you into all truth, but also he's going to convict you of your sin. When we have sin in our hearts and in our lives, he's going to convict us and help us get closer to God the Father. And so today we're looking at the person and the work of the Holy Spirit, but we're going to start with the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, this message, normally I'm more... Uh, I would say I'm more of a preacher normally, okay? So I, I like to preach. I like to have illustrations. I like to have a couple of points. But every once in a while, I think it's important to be a little bit more of a teacher. You know, Jesus didn't just preach, but he also taught. And I think it's very important for us to have an understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. Because if we're gonna go into the next few weeks talking about the gifts of the Spirit, we're gonna be talking about kind of the weird gifts that everybody's like, oh, like speaking in tongues and prophecy and healing, like that's some weird stuff. Like, I don't know if I want to deal with all that, okay? If we're going to talk about that stuff, right, and we are in the next few weeks, and we're going to pray for those gifts, then we need to make sure that we know who the Spirit of God is. We need to make sure we know who the Holy Spirit is. Who are we even asking for these gifts from, right? Because it's not about the gifts, it's about who? The giver of the gifts, amen? And so we need to make sure we know who the Holy Spirit is. So first off, we're going to start with the person of the Holy Spirit, all right? And, uh, Today, I want to start off with just the, the obvious, that he is the third person of the Trinity. The third person of the Trinity. We have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, he is equally God. Not more important, not less important, the same level of importance, okay? And listen, I'm just going to be honest with you for a second. Uh, don't try to understand it, okay? Like the Trinity is such a weird concept that you could be three persons separate, but yet in one, and it doesn't really make perfect sense. Can I be honest with you for a moment? There are some things in your walk with Christ you're not gonna understand. There's some things that are just beyond our level of understanding. And, and just being, once again, completely honest, 
If we think that we do understand God, oh, oh, I completely understand how the Trinity works. I totally understand how that three person and one thing works. Then you're basically claiming to have the same level of knowledge and understanding as God. And you're now making yourself a God. Listen, there are some things that you are going to have to accept by faith that we are not going to understand. And I'll be honest, the Trinity is one of those things that for me, I don't get it, but it's in the Bible, so I believe it. Can we go on from there? Amen? Amen. It won't make sense. And there's another thing about the Holy Spirit and about God that doesn't necessarily make sense. And I think I, think I had some slides, but I don't know if they're here with you today, but you're gonna wanna take notes. I can promise you this. There's a lot of content today. We're gonna go really fast and I'll let you know when there's a point. Uh, and so you can write these things down, but there's a lot about the Holy Spirit that you're gonna wanna know. So the first one about the person of the Holy Spirit is that he's the third person of the Trinity. The second one is, is that he is omnipresent. Now, do we know what omnipresent means? You might be able to figure it out, but it means all present. Omni is all, and then present, of course, is present. So it means that the Holy Spirit of God is everywhere. And that's a hard concept to grasp too, that, that God's Spirit is here in this place, that God's Spirit is everywhere in this world, that the Spirit of God is everywhere in the entire universe, that God is just that big. And our minds can't even comprehend it. But also, not just that he's physically able to be wherever, but he's also with you, amen? In your own life, in the hard times that you have, right? It says the Holy Spirit is your comforter. The Holy Spirit is gonna be right there with you, walking alongside of you in the hardest of times, in the best of times, in the valley or in the mountaintop. The Spirit of God will walk right beside you. He is in you, he is with you. When you put your faith in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit within you. And so he's just physically everywhere, but also within us as believers. It's an incredible concept. And I have this here, it's, it's a quote I wanna read to you. Uh, but it was in the early days of space travel, okay? One of the Russian cosmonauts returned from orbiting the earth to announce that he had looked out his space capsule and had not seen God anywhere. He hadn't seen God anywhere. To which Dr. W.A. Criswell, a First Baptist Church of Dallas replied, let him take off his spacesuit for just one second. He'll see God quick enough. Amen. Come on now. God is everywhere, okay? And what he was trying to say here is, how can you not see God everywhere? How can you not see God in, in the way that the earth is formed? How can you not see God in the stars? How do you not see God in every area of our lives? In Psalm 139, David writes, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. And this is why Jesus said that he needed to leave. We talked about this last week. Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go, which is a weird thing to say, right? We want Jesus to be around. I would love to walk side by side with Jesus on a regular basis, but yet he said, it's to your advantage that I leave and then I will send to you who? The Holy Spirit. This is one of the reasons why he said that. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father and it says that he is praying for us, he is interceding for us, but yet the Spirit of God is able to be everywhere, all at once, in us, working through us, all around us. And so that's why he said, it's better that I go. Jesus is in one place at one time and the Holy Spirit of God is able to be everywhere. And so the next thing about the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, is that he lives within us. 
We've already kind of talked about this a little bit, but I don't know if you ever been to kids camp or something like that or in kids ministry. One of the things that we will always say, and it's just an easy way to understand for children. And so this is why we talk this way, but we say, do you want to accept Jesus into your heart today? And they're like, I want to accept Jesus, right? And like, that's what we do. You say, let's accept Jesus into our hearts today. And there is some precedent for that in scripture, right? It talks about that Christ is within us, that Christ lives within us and works through us, but yet it's not literally Christ. It actually is translated in a few different passages as the spirit of the son. That it's the spirit of God, as the Holy Spirit that actually indwells us. That's the word, the, the theological term. The Holy Spirit indwells us and is within us. So Jesus is actually within you through the power of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? So it says that your body is actually a temple of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you know this, but that passage, if you put it in context, it's talking about sexual sin. It's talking about fleeing from sexual immorality and it's saying, hey, listen, when you do these things with your body that are not honoring of God, you're not just dishonoring your own body, but you're actually dishonoring the spirit of God that literally lives within you. And this is why it's such a big deal to flee away from sexual sin and sexual immorality, all these different kinds of things, because he's saying, listen, you're actually sinning against your body and God at the same time. And this is not a good thing because the Holy Spirit lives within you. And now you're using that same body for these things that you should not be using it for. Romans 8, 11 says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised, excuse me, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives within you. So we know that the spirit of God lives within us. The next thing is that the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is omniscient. Now you might know omnipresent, but what about omniscient? That means he is all knowing. He is all knowing. Now I like to know things, okay? Is there anybody that's a Googler? Are you a Googler? You don't know something, you're gonna Google it, okay? That is me. Uh, I'm a Googler. I Google anything. And my wife gets mad at me sometimes. I think I've talked about this before, but she gets mad at me. She's like, you know, wouldn't it be great if you just like wondered about stuff sometimes? <laughs> like, why would I do that? Like, I have the ability to find the answer to any question that I have. Why wouldn't I? You know what I mean? Like, I just am a curious individual. I like to know things. And so I Google a lot. But uh, we know a lot of things about the world right now, don't we? We know a lot. And it's all happened within a short period of time. We know how the world works and operates in a much larger way than we did just 500 years ago. Gravity, 1687, Sir Isaac Newton put out his paper and his study on gravity. Nicholas Copernicus had the Copernicum system, which is saying that the earth is not at the center of the universe, which is what people thought for thousands of years. All the people in the Bible, that's probably what they thought. They thought, hey, this is it. Like we are at the center of everything, right? And yet he says, no, no, no. Actually, the sun is the standalone object and we're all orbiting around it. It was something that no one had ever even thought of before. The speed of light was discovered. The telephone, electricity, refrigeration, the internet, space travel, the iPhone, TikTok. It's amazing, all the things that we have now. Come on now, we have TikTok. That is the height of innovation in our world today. But do you know how much that we don't know still? It's a little terrifying when you think about it, right? And there's a lot that we don't know. 
We don't know what's at the bottom of some of the emotions. There's some weird stuff down there. I don't want to go. Uh-uh, I ain't doing it. We don't know what's outside of, uh, of, of certain solar systems. We can see things. The James Webb telescope is out there. and It's about to take some amazing pictures and send them back here in about a month or two, hopefully. And we're going to see some things that we have never even seen. They're, they're predicting that this telescope is going to be able to look so far out into the universe that they're going to be able to see stars and planets actually forming and creating. Isn't that incredible? There is so much that we don't know. And when you try to understand it, it just makes your brain hurt. The pyramids, we don't know how that happened. How in the world did they build that stuff? How big really is the universe? Why do mosquitoes exist? No one knows, okay? Like, why? They're awful. All they do is bite you, and then my son has big welts all over his legs, and we can't let him go outside. It's awful anyway. But you know who does know why mosquitoes exist? The Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit knows everything. He knows all things. He is omniscient. Genesis 1-2, you got to go all the way back to the beginning. It says... Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. We just sang about that a minute ago. As the spirit was moving over the waters, spirit come rest on us. Basically is what it said, come rest on us, come rest on us, be with us, be a part of us, rest on us in the same way that the spirit of God was moving over the waters. And the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit actually has creativity within him. He, he actually was hovering over these waters and saying, hey, this is what we're going to do with the universe here. This is how we're going to craft this. This is what the water is going to look like. And you go through the rest of that early part of Genesis. It's, it's making the heavens, it's making the earth, it's making the water, the land, the animals, making man. And the Spirit of God has this creative attribute about him. And he knows all of these things. He knows every little process, every little detail, not just of the world, but also of you. Isn't that amazing too? The Holy Spirit knows everything, your thoughts, your desires, the secrets that you keep that you've never told anybody in your life. The Holy Spirit of God knows these things. That's a little terrifying. Some of y'all are like, I don't want nobody knowing that stuff. Well, listen, let me tell you, the Holy Spirit already does because he's omniscient. He knows your thoughts and desires, even when sometimes you don't even know. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. The next thing, and I think this is probably the most important, if I'm just going to be honest here. Holy Spirit does a, a lot of amazing things, but the Holy Spirit points to Jesus. This is the number one thing that the Holy Spirit does. Got a lot of great attributes, got a lot of cool things that the Holy Spirit does, but as far as the person of the Holy Spirit, like who he is, and it's like, why does he exist and what is his job mainly? It is to point people to Jesus. Amen. So uh, I'm thinking the first thing that popped into my mind as I was writing this is just thinking of a tour guide, right? Maybe you've been on a tour of Hollywood or something. You're looking at all the cool, uh, you know, the different buildings and everything. And you're going through all these places. Hey, this movie set, this is where this was filmed. That's kind of cool. Maybe you're on like an African safari or something. You got a tour guide, okay? And he's at the front and he's like, over here, you got an African lion. Like he's going to bite your face off. Over here, you have a giraffe. Uh, this is a cool watering hole. You got these birds right here. And he's kind of pointing out all these different things to you. But instead of pointing out all these different things, I feel like I'm imagining the Holy Spirit just being, uh, being there. And he's pointing over here and he's saying, hey, you know that situation in your life that was really difficult? You know what? Actually, Jesus was there working through that. Isn't that crazy? You see this thing over here? Uh, this right here, you think that you did that. 
you think that you got that job and you got that raise, but actually that was Jesus that did that. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that awesome? I'm pointing over there. Actually, can you look just right over here? This is actually Jesus. And, and I want you right here in this sin in your life, if you would just turn that over to Jesus, he's gonna change your life. This is what the Holy Spirit does for us. He points constantly to Jesus. Anywhere that you look, any situation in your life, the Holy Spirit will point you back to Jesus if you will allow him to. Come on, can I get an amen in this place today? John 16, 13 through 14, but when he, oh, we got the slides working. Thank you guys. The spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. That's very important. This is what we're talking about. He will not speak on his own. He'll speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me. Somebody say glorify. Glorify, glorify me. This is Jesus talking. Because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Let me put this in a simple way. Uh, Pastor John Piper says this, and I love how he put it. He says, the spirit loves to come and take the truth about Jesus and turn it into an experience of Jesus. Isn't that awesome? The truth of Jesus is the truth. And yet the Holy Spirit, his job is, hey, how can I make this an experience for people? And I'm gonna be honest, Charismatic and Pentecostal Christians uh, got a little bit of a hard time with this one, okay? And I'm one of them, okay? I'm just gonna be straight up with you. Like, I, I am definitely, I believe in the gifts of the Spirit, all this stuff. I'm one of them. Uh, I, I say I'm charismatic with a seatbelt, okay? That's kind of how I view myself sometimes. So, but charismatic Christians, we have trouble with this, I'll be honest. Because sometimes it becomes more about the experience and more about the gifts and more about uh, the, the ooh, wow moments than it is actually about the truth of Jesus and what he's done for us. Everything is about Jesus. It always has to come back to Jesus and the gospel. And if we're talking more, just being honest, if we're talking more about speaking in tongues and healing and prophecy and those weird, weird gifts of the spirit and all that stuff, and we're talking more about that than we are talking about the finished work of Jesus on the cross, his death, burial and resurrection, come on, we got a problem. That's not good. I know some of y'all are like, don't worry, I wasn't talking about it, okay? Like, but it, that is the thing. Some of the churches I grew up in, that is a problem that we have as we talk more about those things and we forget that everything goes back to Jesus. So though, that is uh, the personhood of the Holy Spirit. And now we're gonna get into the work of the Holy Spirit. I, I hope we're going to class a little bit today. Is this okay? You guys all right? You guys good? Okay, keep writing notes, keep writing this down because you're gonna want it for later, I can promise you. Work of the Holy Spirit. What, the first thing that he does is he develops holiness. He develops holiness. First Peter 1, 2, to Christians who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. That's the word we're gonna look at, sanctifying work of the Spirit. To be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. What does this mean? He's developing holiness within us. And there's this fancy Christianese word called sanctifying, sanctification. Now, what does that word mean, Pastor Trevor? If you don't know what that means, let me tell you. It means that we are being set apart. It means that you are being made holy. And this is a, it has the element of it's a process, right? It's something that happens over time. When you give your life to Jesus, now you have the spirit indwelling within you and the spirit of God helps develop holiness within you. And this is not something that just happens immediately on day one. Listen, when you give your life to Jesus, you might still have some stuff that you gotta get through. 
I, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. Some, I've seen it happen before where it's an absolute miracle. Somebody gives their life to Jesus and bam, all of their addictions are broken. Their marriage is, is completely better and God does a miracle within them. But I'm going to be honest, more often than not, what happens is you give your life to Jesus and then for the rest of your life, you're becoming more like Jesus. And that is what sanctification means. It's the process of the Holy Spirit making us holy and developing holiness within us, developing the fruit of the Spirit, which we talked about last week. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I probably missed one, but these are all of the fruits of the Spirit that he develops. He's convicting us of our sin and helping us to get closer to God, but more than just convicting us of our sin, I think this is important to note. The Holy Spirit's not just convicting us and saying, hey, hey, this is not something you should do, but man, you should turn and repent and follow God and you should live a life of holiness. But he's actually saying, hey, I'm gonna give you a burden and a heart and a passion to obey the commands of Jesus. It's not just saying, hey, what you're doing is wrong, but it's actually saying, hey, but this is what's right. And I'm gonna give you this burden, this passion to, to follow Jesus and to become more like Jesus. And when you have the Holy Spirit living within you, uh, you can tell based off of the fruit that is in that person's life, are they becoming more like Jesus? So they're probably a believer. And if you're not becoming more like Jesus, then you have to ask yourself, like, do I really honestly believe in God? Do I believe in Jesus? Am I becoming more like him? Now there's grace when we mess up, right? Which is amazing because I don't know about you, uh, but I mess up often, okay? I mess up all the time. The Bible says we're all sinners. We all fall short. So you're not gonna be perfect every time and you can't get down on yourself. But listen, the Holy Spirit, it says, hey, when you take one step back, I'm gonna help you take two steps forward. You take two steps back. I'm gonna help you take three or four forward and you're becoming more like Jesus, the sanctifying work of the Spirit. The next thing is the Holy Spirit illuminates scripture. It's another work of the Holy Spirit. The Bible is hard to read, y'all. Anybody agree with me? We did a whole message on how the Bible is hard to understand and hard to read. I did a whole message on it because I think it's so important, not just for new Christians, but for people that have been in it for years and years and years. And I don't know about you, but I've read a passage over and over and over again. And I just like, I do not understand this. Okay, this is so difficult. I don't get it. I can look up commentaries. I can look up all these different things and I just don't get it. And then one day I will just be reading it and I'm like, oh my goodness, I get this. And it's just like a light bulb just goes off in my head. And it's kind of this like aha moment. Like, oh my, wow, I understand this passage and I can feel God in this passage right now. What is that? That is the Holy Spirit of God helping to illuminate what scripture means. There's two words, there's, there's prophecy and then there's illumination. Every single religion in the world has some form of what they would call enlightenment, okay? Enlightenment. And this is one of the ways uh, in Christianity that we say, hey, the Holy Spirit enlightens the scripture to us. And we call it illumination because sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you something that's gonna happen in the future. That's called prophecy. That's an enlightenment of the future. But how many of you know that we have to have enlightenment of the truth that is already in God's word, amen? Like we have to have the enlightenment of, hey, what does this mean? The truth that we already see within scripture. And we see this right here, um, Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be, what, enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. So we believe that, that God wants to give you a spirit of what? Re wisdom and revelation. 
I want to have a revelation of who God is. I want to have more wisdom and understanding and knowledge of who God is and how he's working in our world and in my own life, in my family and in my community. I want to have the wisdom to be able to understand scripture because we believe that the Holy Spirit also inspired the writing of the scripture, right? That the apostles that wrote uh, the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then you have Paul who wrote most of the New Testament. You have Moses who wrote the first five books of the Bible. All these things, we believe that the Spirit of God inspired them to write it, but also that he helps us to understand it today. It says in the Bible, right, we just read it earlier, that the Holy Spirit is our guide and he guides us into all truth. So what is truth? Well, if you're a believer in Jesus, you believe that the truth is the gospel, right? The word of God that he's given us. That is the truth. It's inerrant. It's infallible. It's the word of God itself. And so he's going to guide us in the truth. The word of God is true. So that means he's going to help you to understand the truth of the word of God. Amen. Amen. Next thing is he strengthens prayer. He strengthens prayer. This one is kind of weird. I'm not going to lie, guys. This one's pretty weird. All right. So bear with me. You ever had no idea what to pray? I'm sure you've been there before. I've been there before. I have no idea what to pray right now. Usually it happens when there's just something kind of crazy that happens in your life or just overwhelming or awful, really. I mean, maybe you get a call that someone you love is in the hospital and it's just something, you know, we're not sure if they're gonna make it. And then you just are standing there on the phone. You know, I don't even know what to say to you right now. And you get off the phone and you're just thinking, I don't even know what to do. Like, I, I can't even move. I feel paralyzed. And, and you know that you need to pray, right? You're like, I need to pray something. And then you just start like, uh, uh, help God, like do something, please. Like, please. And maybe that's all that you can get out of your mouth. Or maybe you lose your job and you are just like, I don't know what to pray. I have no idea. I don't know if I'm supposed to get this job or we have to move my family here or do this or that. Like, I don't know, God, I don't know. What is your will? I don't know what I'm supposed to be praying right now. And I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to pray. But the spirit of God helps you in that moment, which is really cool. In Romans eight twenty six, it says this, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our what? Weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Now, wordless groans, a lot of times people will say that that's speaking in tongues. That's not what that means, okay? That's, that has not the same passage, not the same wording at all. What it's saying is that the Spirit of God himself is actually praying. And you don't even know that it's happening. But that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is praying for you. Like I said earlier, he knows your inmost thoughts and, and desires and, and sins and issues and things that you think about, your anxieties, your worries, your fears. God knows all of these things. And he knows what's best for you. But sometimes I don't know what's best for me. He says, I, we don't know what we ought to pray for. I don't know what I'm supposed to be praying for. Am I supposed to do this or am I supposed to do this? And yet the spirit of God knows what's best for us and is praying to the father and saying, God, would you lead them? Would you guide them? And when you put your faith in Jesus and when you say, hey, spirit, would you lead me in this moment? Would you guide me in this moment? What you're saying is, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but God, will you pray for me? Will you pray through me and help me to understand what step I'm supposed to take next? Because I don't know what to do. God, would you heal this person? I, I I don't know. I don't know how to pray for this, but I know that you do. So you just come to God. Sometimes you're not going to have the words to say, but the spirit of God will. He knows your heart and he prays for you. The next thing is he gives gifts. He gives gifts. If I can have Sadie, come on back up. We're going to close here in just a minute. I told you I was going fast today. You guys okay? We all right? Okay. I know this is, we're, we're just doing a lot of info today. 
He gives gifts, but you're going to need this for the next two weeks. I can promise you because things are about to get crazy. Okay. First Corinthians 12 lists the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay. It lists all the gifts. Now there's a little bit of a debate on how many gifts of the Holy Spirit there are. We're not going to get into that, but it lists the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we are going to talk about these next week, okay? So I'm not gonna get too in the weeds on right now because that is what the entire message next week is about. It is called the forgotten gifts. The forgotten gifts. We talked about how we neglected, the neglected God was week one, how we neglected the Holy Spirit. Today is more about, hey, who is the Holy Spirit? Next week, we're gonna talk about the gifts that he's given us and yet largely we don't even know about or operate in. Did you know that God gives you gifts, spiritual gifts that you can use in your everyday life? They're really cool. There's gifts like wisdom. That's a spiritual gift. Knowledge is a spiritual gift. Faith is a spiritual gift from the Holy Spirit. You're like, I'm on board with these gifts. These are cool. I need more of that. But then also there's healing. There's miracles, the ability to do miracles. There's tongues and interpretation of tongues and all these different things. And, and those, now you're like, no, I don't want those. Those are weird, okay? Like I like the, let's go back to the faith and healing and, and all that stuff or, and wisdom and knowledge and all that. That makes more sense to me, okay? But they are all important and they are all from the Holy Spirit. And you can't have one without the other. They are all important. Paul says, don't neglect seeking after the gifts of the Spirit. We're supposed to want the gifts of the Spirit. We're supposed to ask God. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that God gives good gifts to his kids. Amen? These are good gifts that we need and can build us up. I'm already getting to my message next week. All right, we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about the forgotten gifts next week. I promise you don't want to miss it. Please come back for that. And the last thing that the Holy Spirit does, and this is not an exhaustive list by any means, okay? I'm not trying to say, hey, this is everything the Holy Spirit does and I know all of it, okay? Because I don't. But these are some things that have been revealed in scripture to us that we do know. Remember how I said earlier that the most important one of the person of the Holy Spirit was that he points to Jesus. That's kind of the one that I feel like, hey, if I'm gonna pick one thing, that's the thing I'm gonna preach on. That's the thing I'm gonna teach on. The Holy Spirit always points to Jesus. If I had to pick one thing that the Holy Spirit does that I would preach on for the rest of my life, it would be this. And is that the Holy Spirit empowers believers. The Holy Spirit has power for you and for me. And I'm gonna say it right here, Acts 1.8. You've probably heard this a million times if you've been in church but you will receive power. Somebody say power. Somebody say power with some power. Say power. power. That's what I'm talking about. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This is Jesus. He's already died, been buried, resurrected and has been walking around with his disciples now doing some crazy stuff. This is right before he's gonna ascend back to heaven. And right before Jesus leaves the final time, he says, hey, listen, I need you to stay in Jerusalem. Don't, don't go try to do anything. Don't go out and, and try to tell people about me and all this stuff. Wait until you get the Holy Spirit. Remember I said, you gotta stay here. I'm gonna leave and then I'm gonna send you the Holy Spirit. It's gonna be better for you, I promise. But you gotta wait and you gotta pray and you gotta ask, right? You will receive power then when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Now, the word power, power, 
It's written in Greek, okay? And it's the word dunamis. And it means more than just power that we would know and in our way of thinking in English, things get translated and sometimes things get lost a little bit, but it actually means strength, power, and ability. That's another way of, of saying that word power when it's translated from the Greek, strength, power, ability. And it actually is, it goes deeper even than that and that it's more of a, it's a power that is innate to who you are. It actually becomes who you are and it's kind of infused within you. It is kind of that, that, that idea behind that there. So you gotta think of it that way. And it's used over 120 times in the New Testament. And I'm gonna take you to one example and we're gonna change that passage from earlier. In the parable of the talents, you might remember this one, where the master comes to his servants and he says, hey, I'm gonna give you one, I'm gonna give you five, I'm gonna give you, you know, he goes through and like, hey, I'm gonna give you these different talents and I'm gonna need you to go, you know, take care of this for me, okay? The servants are given their wealth based on their dunamis or their ability to handle the money. So he gives them that, hey, based off of the ability that you have to handle this money. So I'm gonna go back to that other one. I'm gonna replace power with ability for a second, okay? You will receive ability when the spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. He's saying you will receive the ability to be an effective witness in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What is he saying? He's saying without the Holy Spirit, you do not have the ability to be as effective of a witness as you could be with the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you to help you have the power, the strength, the ability to lead people to Christ. You could try to do it on your own strength. You could try to reason with people and that's totally fine. But I would much rather have the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through me to give somebody an encouraging word. Maybe I know something about them that they've never told anybody before. Maybe I'll walk up to somebody and it would be amazing if you just walk up to somebody, hey, like your leg's messed up, you pray for them, their leg gets healed and they're running around, okay? There is no way other than they could say, well, obviously God did this. There's no other way to explain this other than a holy God that did this because it was the power of the Holy Spirit. And these are the things that we need to be seeking after. I want to be an effective witness for people. And if the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit was not given to us so that we could say, wow, that's really cool, right? I think a lot of times that's what we end up doing in church and especially in the kind of charismatic circles, right? It's like, wow, that's cool. Like, there was a healing or a prophetic word or something like that. And, and I believe in all these things. And I've seen every single one of these gifts in my own life, either through me or for me in one way or the other. I've seen every single one of them. And I'll tell you about some of them over the next few weeks. But the Holy Spirit was not given to us so that we can say, wow, that's cool. The Holy Spirit was given to us so that others can say, wow, God is real. That's why you have the Holy Spirit within you. It's not just for you. I mean, how selfish are we to be like, oh, well, this gift of the Holy Spirit is just for me. No, 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 it's not just for you. And there are some cool things that the Holy Spirit does, like some of these creative miracles. It's like, wow, this is amazing. I've had words of prophecy spoken over me. That's why this church exists is because of the word radical was given to me by somebody that had never even heard. I had said radical church, that sounds really cool. And this person says, she'd never heard me say this before. She said, hey, your word is radical. I just wanna let you know that. That's a prophetic word, that's a word of knowledge that she had for me. And I believe that we can operate in those gifts as well. I know that seems a little scary and it seems like I don't really understand this, but that's the point. You're not going to fully understand everything. 
We're gonna learn as much as we can, but listen, we're also gonna have some faith that in the times that we don't understand that we would just put our faith in God. And the Bible says that we are to seek after these gifts, then I'm not gonna understand it, but I'm gonna do what the word of God says, amen? I'm gonna seek after these gifts. I'm gonna go after them. Oh man, I'm ready for next week. Can you tell? Goodness gracious, okay. The Holy Spirit was given us so that others could say, wow, God is real, God exists. It convicts their hearts and says, you know what? I wanna serve and honor God. The Holy Spirit is pointing people to Jesus. And he's pointing people to Jesus through you. Isn't that amazing? That's what the Holy Spirit is really for, pointing people to Jesus, empowering you to do the work of the gospel, to spread the good news to your community, to your family, to people around you. And honestly, sometimes it's just as simple as, why are you so happy all the time? How did you break that addiction? How did you, you were an alcoholic for years. How are you not an alcoholic anymore? Well, that's crazy that you would ask because the Holy Spirit of God came into my life and has been sanctifying me. You might not say it like this, right? But he's sanctifying me. He's making me more like Jesus. And, and when I said yes to Jesus, I had the Holy Spirit with him. And now I'm able to, 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 to push these things away and I'm going towards Jesus. And I have so much more hope and love and joy in my life. It's amazing. And now you're able to, these people are like, wow, that's incredible. Uh, I, want, I want that. I want whatever that is. Sometimes it's that simple. And sometimes it's as specific as getting a specific word like radical for somebody. Hey, listen, I don't know, I don't know you, but walking through HEB, like, but I just had a feeling that, that your mom is going through something really tough right now. Just, I don't know if you believe this, but God, God talks to me. I believe God talks to me. And he was letting you know, hey, whatever your mom's going through right now, just want you to know that he sees it and, and he's gonna help and he's gonna show up in that situation. Would you mind if I pray with you? And they're like, how did you know that? That's incredible. It's because it was a word of knowledge given to you by God, amen? We'll talk about these things next week, but ultimately what I'm trying to do with these first two weeks, and I hope that you're with me still, is I'm trying to get us to want the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Some of you might not be, that's okay. We'll get there. And some of it is a little scary and we're pushing into the unknown. Last week we talked about we push away what we're afraid of because we don't understand it, it's weird. So we push those things away, but it's scripture guys, it's there. And I promise you, if you will just push in and ask God for more of his spirit, more of his presence, God, I want that spirit of wisdom and revelation to be able to understand some of the deep mysterious things of God. If you will ask him for those things, I promise he will show up. Ask, seek, and knock. Come on, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. It's not an if, it's a when you decide to actually knock on the door. Amen? Would you stand with me today? We've been through a lot of info and a lot of stuff today, but really if I could just ask you to do one thing, it would just be to consider the Holy Spirit of God as not just an option, but as a priority in your life. We might not understand everything that the Spirit of God does, and that's okay, we're not supposed to, but listen, I, I need you to just say, hey God, and maybe you pray something like this. And this is, to be honest, I've prayed this exact prayer. So I'll just be real, real with you guys. God, I don't understand. I'll be even more real. Yesterday, I was praying this prayer, okay? <laughs> Going through all of this, it'll make your brain hurt, right? It's like omniscient, 
he's omnipresent. There's miracles, but then there's like faith and the Holy Spirit of God is within us. How does that work? I don't really fully understand. So I'm sitting there praying. I'm just like, God, I don't understand half the stuff that you do sometimes. Literally, this is what I was praying yesterday. I don't understand half the stuff that you do, but I don't need to because I know that you're real. I have faith in you and I've seen you working in my life. I believe in you, Jesus. And I believe that when you said that it's better that you left so the Holy Spirit could come, that you meant it. And so Holy Spirit, we're gonna, I'm gonna ask for more of you. I want more of that spirit of wisdom and revelation. Can you help me understand more? Because sometimes I don't get it, God. I don't, I don't understand how all this stuff works, but I wanna know more because your word says that there is, there is truth in the spirit of God. And I wanna know the truth. And there's healings and there's, there's miracles and signs and wonders. And God, I would just love to be able to, to have some more of these gifts. God, would you give me these gifts that I feel like we've forgotten so much about? Would you give me one of them or two of them or all of them? Lord, I don't even care. Would you help me to walk in the spiritual giftings that you would have me to walk in? Would you help me to empower others in our church to walk in the spiritual gifts and the gifts from the Holy Spirit that you would have them walk in? And not only that, but God, would you help me to to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, that I'd have more patience with my kids, with my wife, that I'd have more love for people around me that I'd be a kind person and a gentle person, that I would have self-control over my thoughts and over my, over my mind, and that I would take every thought captive. And God, I know that's from your Holy Spirit. It says it's a, the fruit of the Spirit. So I need more of the Spirit so that I can have more of these things. God, would you give me that? And I'm not gonna fully understand everything, but God, I want more and I'm seeking after you. That's a literal prayer that I prayed yesterday, something just like that. And all I'm asking is, would you pray a similar prayer? I'm not asking you to do something crazy. I'm not asking you to like, you know, raise your hand and roll around on the floor or anything. Like we're not gonna bring some snakes in here and see who's really baptized in the Holy Spirit or whatever. That's not what we're doing, okay? That's not what's happening, I promise. We ain't that kind of church. But what I am asking is, will you take a moment right now, maybe even when you get home, just ask God, is there more than what I know? And what does that look like for me? And then pray and ask God that he would do the more in your life. That's all I'm asking. Can we do that? All right, let's pray. Come on. Father God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for these people that are here today, Lord. And ultimately, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we know that you are here, that you work in us and through us. And and while there's so much in, in this world that we don't fully understand, we know that you are here by your scripture, by the truth of the word of God. And so we thank you that you're working within us right now, that you're gonna bring some wisdom and revelation to each of us on a corporate level, but also on an individual level, that every single person will be able to find out what their spiritual gifts are, the gifts that you have given each and every one of us. And that as we start to operate in these gifts, that Lord, that you would use them to draw people close to you, that it would not be about us, It wouldn't be about the experience. It wouldn't be about uh, the cool things that we see, but it would be about people finding and following Jesus and becoming better disciples of Jesus and using our gifts to show a lost and broken world that there is more out there than what they know, that there is a love that they cannot deny that is better than any other love in this entire world, that there is grace for them when they've messed up, that we're all sinners, we've all fallen short, and yet we can have a relationship with God through Jesus who died on the cross, shed his blood for us, and now is alive again today. That is what the Holy Spirit, we know that you do. We know that you're just pointing us and pointing people back to Jesus. 
And so help us to honor Jesus and to honor the Father through the work of the Holy Spirit within us. And I would just ask right now, if there's any person in here with every head bowed, every eye closed, I just wanna ask, hey, is that you? Do you under, are you realizing, hey, maybe I have been neglecting the Holy Spirit in my life and I just wanna say yes uh, to, to the more of God. I don't fully understand this, but I'm gonna go after it. I'm gonna seek after it. I'm gonna learn more. I'm gonna grow. I'm gonna just have this relationship with God where I'm asking, hey, what is the more that you have for me? If that's you and you're gonna take that commitment with me, will you just raise your hand you, wherever you're at, every head bowed, I just wanna see you. I just wanna know if this is more for you than it is for anybody else. Just say, hey, I'm gonna take this commitment. I'm gonna do this. I want the more. Amen, amen. amen. You can put your hands down. And the last thing I wanna ask today, the Holy Spirit points to Jesus, right? That's his, that's his main thing he does. So I believe that maybe there's somebody in this place today that you need to give your life to Jesus. You're like, hey, I, I have not been following Jesus. Maybe I have before in the past, but I'm not on a path to follow him right now. And I need to give my life to him. And I believe that he died on the cross for me. I believe that he rose again on the third day and that I am a sinner, right? That I need a savior, that I'm not perfect. But yet Jesus paid the price for me so that I could have a relationship with God. And maybe you need to say that for the first time, give your life to him, make him the king of your life. Or you need to rededicate your life to him and come back and say, God, will you forgive me? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm gonna turn my life around and go back to you. If that's you, would you just raise your hand at me real fast? I just wanna see you. One, two, three. Anybody in this place? I see you in the back, sir. I see you, thank you. Is there anybody else today that wants to say yes to Jesus? Come on, this light is in my eyes. I promise if you're, <laughs> I will see you, okay? Anybody else? Amen. Come on, let's pray this prayer all together uh, so that we could support this person who's taking that step in their walk with Jesus, all right? Say, Father God, I give you my life. I make you my king. I'm putting you number one. God, will you forgive me of my sin? I'm turning to you now. I'm making you number one in my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins so that I could have a life with you in Jesus name. Come on, everybody say amen in the house of God today. Come on. I know there's at least one person, but if you also said that in your heart, hey, we wanna know about it. Please, will you stop by and see me today? If you made that decision, you could even write that down on your connect card. Say, hey, I'm giving my life to Jesus. There's a box there you can check. We just wanna partner with you and help you in your walk with God today. Uh, thank you so much for being here at church today. Come on, you like the new building? I think it's pretty cool, right? Come on now, it's pretty awesome. We'll be here for the rest of the summer, but the last thing I wanna remind you of is, is do not forget to put in your calendar on the 24th at 6 p.m. We're having summer hangouts, okay? Go ahead and put that in and we'll have the locations for you soon, but we don't want you to miss it, all right? God bless you as you go. We'll see you later. Go grab some coffee and some drinks from the youth ministry out there. See you later.